0: Yay! You're here with me again today listening to me. Yay! Okay, so um, I guess today we're just going to be talking about something that is really, really bothering my guest that is here with me today. She is a senior in high school, um, and um, I'll let her introduce herself. And she is going to talk about something that is really important to her. And I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to... you know, have anything to say or input, but hopefully I do. All right. Here you go.
1: Um I'm Alina and Senior Year is a fucking train wreck for me. Um let's just say that I liked online school, and now I hate it. And even though my school system's different, they done and goofed up on my whole thing because I'm supposed to be an IEP, and for people who don't know what that means, that's basically a, something kids who have a different way of learning are in. It's not like kids with special needs, but kids who like either are more visual learners or it takes them like a m like a, a little bit longer for them to understand something or get something just things like that. And for me, I'm both a visual learner and most of the time like with science and stuff, for example, I need to really have a good understanding on almost everything because that's like so much goes into it, but like with reading, writing and sort of math from time to time, I could really get it right away. So, so oh, sorry to
0: interrupt you. So I IEP mm-hmm. is so that's just a, set, a different style of learning.
1: Yeah, and it's a group. It's like people who are in it. Um, they can test out of it. Like I went to first grade when I was six mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. It's
0: okay. But um. Yeah, we all have our phones on. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs>
1: but um. Keep going. I had to go back twice because I did get bullied, but I also didn't know how to add or subtract because I didn't listen. And even if someone who, of course, everyone knows how to do that, I hope, um, it's like I wouldn't understand it at all. And so I had to go back again at 7, but then I got put into an IEP class with one teacher who was there for so long and she even stayed an extra year when I was in sixth grade she could have retired but she didn't she stayed there for me and all my other classmates because we were with her for years wow that's a pretty nice teacher yeah but um so she was awesome but I had her from when I was seven till I was like 12 and so uh she helped me out a lot but I tested out of uh IEP when I was in sixth grade before I went into seventh grade because it was like end of the year and they I was doing really good and all that. But then 7th grade happened. I had a horrible math teacher. And she didn't help me at all. And I kind of fell down this hole of failing. So And then I had to go back to IEP 8th grade. So that's basically what it's like. And it ultimately depends on if the kid kind of can stick up and really show that they could keep up with things. And if not, then they're put back into it whether they like it or not so but eighth grade IEP class was actually more chill and the teacher actually talked to you and all that stuff so he was a good teacher Mm -hmm. but now that I'm in high school um, for the first three years I was an IEP Um, and I had my old math teacher from uh, freshman year she was my IEP case manager which is someone that helps and handles all your IEP stuff and makes sure that everything stays in place and everything's good. And, Mm -hmm. Queen, since you're the student and you have to be focusing on school, so sometimes things might come up and then you have to have, like, one meeting a year to talk about with your parents and stuff and see how you're doing, what you got to improve on and all that. Yeah. But she retired, apparently, and I didn't know that. And then I got a new IP case manager who, in my opinion, does not know what the hell he's doing because when I started talking about it on Zoom call because he's also my new advisory teacher, he didn't understand what I was talking about at all. And then when I told him, he was like, oh, yeah, as if he forgot because I don't know if he's a new teacher at my school or if he's like new to this whole case manager thing. But they picked the worst person to do it because he does not help me at all. And it's to the point where I have to actually probably go to school and talk to my counselor face-to-face saying what the hell is going on. So you're feeling
0: frustrated. Pretty much. And... And it's is it harder to navigate IEP... um Classes or IEP, you know, um, yeah. get approved for IEP classes. Because is it harder to do that now that you're doing? Yeah, because
1: it's like when my um, my grandmother she uh-uh. went to um, my school one day, mm-hmm. and she had to drop off some important papers, you know, and I think it was like papers that basically said I was still a student there, and that she was like taking care of me and stuff because you have to have a legal guardian or something
0: uh-huh.
1: um, in the state of Washington when you go to school, even if even though I am old enough, like. I'm a young adult now to Mm -hmm. do my own thing. It's still required. So um, she had to go down there and give it to him in person. But then when she was talking to the front desk lady, she started talking to her about it because I have an IB language literature class, which is a program for kids who are getting college credits. And I was told before, and I tried to get into it sophomore year, that I couldn't because I had an IEP. So my grandma was like, we don't understand why she's in that class. And the lady pulled up my transcript and everything. She said I wasn't an IEP like I was supposed to, and I had no IEP classes for the rest of the year. Yeah, and it was messed up, and now me and my grandma are trying to figure it out. But it just seems like every time we we think we're going to get help, we don't because we've talked to my counselor, my IEP case manager, some random person at my school that we don't know what their line of work is but they say they work there and it's just this big mess and it's just to the point where we need to walk in and just say what's going on with the whole thing it's so frustrating because i'm a senior and i honestly think that if we don't get this worked out as soon as possible i'm like i'm on my way to graduate like i have all my credits and i just need to keep working on getting some more you know yeah and but um
0: No, that's a huge thing to be concerned about. It's yeah. like you know, if you're used to having a certain type of classes and then now with the um COVID and the pen you know, um all the rules and the virtual learning, yeah. It's hard to actually Talk with somebody to say, "Hey, um, I, I've been in AP classes and I need to still be in them because I need to graduate. And there's yeah. no, no way that you you're feeling yeah. confident enough to graduate in regular mm-hmm. classes when you need a certain type of class. Exactly. So are you hoping that it's
1: they all... change
0: the system a little bit so that yeah, you guys can get some
1: help? Help? Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, if COVID never hit, if it never happened, you are still like able to go to school." because a lot of schools aren't able to, like, we're doing it online, yeah. then I could have just easily walked in the office and told them about this and would have been taken care of um, ASAP. But it's, like, I also think that if I was there that this wouldn't have happened at all because they know that I'm supposed to be an IP, but they will always say that it's a system, it messed up, and da-da-da-da. When it's their job to make sure and take time on every student, even if you have, like, a thousand students, because, you know, they have groups of people who I'm pretty sure take care of, like, their classes and stuff and their information, they should know their shit, basically.
0: I hear you. And it's
1: just, like, it's frustrating because now that I'm a senior, the work is, of course, harder, and the pace is going to be faster whether I'm in or out of IEP, but it's, like... I would have been told if I was tested out of IEP last year and how I know that they do it is, like, they'll see how you do in classes, if you procrastinate procrastinating last-minute work, or if, like, you know, you're doing really good, you're keeping up with the work, you know, you're doing your thing, you have good grades. And I think I did better last year, but I did procrastinate. I did not keep up with the work. I did do almost everything last minute, but I got it done, and I did my best and I got good grades. It's just not to a point where I thought that they were going to throw me out of it. And if they did, they would inform me. You know, they'd be like, hey, this year you're not an IP and we're going to see how you do without it. And I got nothing like that at all. So I think that it's their fault for doing that because I'm the student and they're the employees, the principal, everyone who, you know, whoever takes care of that. Because now it's so important to tell the student what's going on instead of just letting things happen. Yeah.
0: No, I... I I am... I'm frustrated now for you. Um, Sorry, that was me. I dropped the phone. We are over here making treat bags um, because... uh, we are going to go give treat bags to uh, one domestic violence transitional housing organization, and we're not going to say the name, but we are uh, we partner with them, and we, you know, really want to do something for um, the families there. So we're making Halloween treat bags and um, with some goodies and some candy, and so yeah, and we're also talking um About our feelings, so yep. keep on going, Melina.
1: Hi. Right. Um. So, what's it called? So, I think like at first, like last year when a lot of kids and just people in general, because there's also college students that are doing online school. Last year when we started it, it was a slow and kind of hard start for a lot of people, especially like for me because I didn't get extra help. I couldn't work with my teachers one on one, um, but I did pass all my classes thankfully. And I did good at the end of the year. But I did do some things last minute. Um, But I, you know, I, you know, got through it. And this year I think a lot of, like, some things are better. Like the Zoom meetings and the schedules, you know, and how constant they are, you know. But... There's just also a lot of other things that I think they need to improve on, especially at my school, who I'm not going to name. Because my school isn't a bad school. It's a pretty good school. It's, like, one of the top ten schools in Washington, actually. But I think they need to do a better job on checking in with their students, um, making and their sure. their Yeah, and their needs. Because some kids, like, in my personal opinion like, there will be some kids who most of their life, they could, like, be a visual learner or, like, they could get something right away, you know, in any subject. But then there will come a point where, you know, they change and their mind changes and then they might be more of a visual learner or they might, you know, can't really keep up with classes or something, you know, just because I was an IEP for most of my life doesn't mean I'm stupid. It just means I have a different way of learning. And there are kids who aren't in, like, IEP or IB, you know, they're just average students who... Um, have average way of learning and so because of that they're always put into this category of you know like they, they don't really need that much help if they need help like one little thing they have office hours or something you know but then with like sometimes they might need be put in IEP because things change and all that and it's like they don't understand or really know what people are going through in their personal lives and how it is because not everyone can you know really focus in school or they have to leave their house for school and then when they don't get the help that they need or, like, nothing's the way it should be for them, you know, and then they got to go home and they can't really focus or just something, it makes it harder for that student because they will feel like they're the teachers and all the people at the school aren't doing their job. And, like, I also think that we are just getting too much work, you know, and that's one. like, my mental health isn't the greatest right now. And I think that's a part of the reason why, because I'm really behind on a lot of things. So um, the virtual
0: learning isn't isn't working for you. Yeah, and
1: then there's just sometimes where I can't understand something and I have to email my teacher, but they never respond. Like one time I emailed my teacher about my IEP thing, and this is with my IB class, and she didn't reply back instantly to that email. She replied to an assignment of mine that I wasn't finished with yet and said I don't see much work on here and da 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 da. And I was, and then she never responded to that important email, like, ever. Oh,
0: so I man. also
1: think the teachers are really bad at checking in with all their students because, yes, they have their own homework to do. They have their own crap they got to deal with, but it's still their job. Yeah, to, I, I, yeah to, I
0: see you are super, super upset. Yeah, and
1: it's their job to keep in touch with everyone, even if it stresses the hell out of them and that student's very difficult there should be, there's probably reason why, because a lot of shit, like, for me personally, isn't how it should be, and their personal lives aren't that great, and they might have to do school at home, and their environment isn't that great, and so when teachers just come out and say, why aren't you guys talking to Zoom, or whatever, it's because we can't talk. We might be babysitting our siblings, we might be dealing with their parents yelling in the background, because not everyone comes from rainbow and sunshine families, like, I come up from a fucked up family, but the environment I am I am in, it's good, but I have to share a room with my Sister,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and she has Zoom calls, and so sometimes I can't focus, sometimes I can't get my work done, sometimes I just can't fucking talk. So, I want teachers to know that they shouldn't just snap on kids because that hasn't happened to me, but I've heard stories, or they shouldn't be like, Oh, you should always have your camera on because. We don't always look the greatest. We we may not even be in our room. and We don't want you to see our baby brother or something or our parents. Hell, they made a big-ass deal about the parents, so I'm going to make a big-ass deal about them being on our asses about that unless, like, you're in college or something. Like, you know, that's, like, more higher-up education and you should have your own place or your own room or something like that, but not everyone does, so they need to understand, even them, that we can't always have our mics on, our cameras on, and sometimes we don't want to fucking talk. And that's just us, and we should have the choice to do that unless it gets to a point where, like, you're asking us an important question and you want at least one person to respond because there's always going to be that teacher pet or just someone who will respond.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just not one of those people unless it's, like, something I really know. Or And when teachers just kind of make it sound like we're dumb or something to a whole class on Zoom, it's worse because people can videotape that. People can take pictures of it. And so on. And it sucks because then you make them feel humiliated and you didn't even know. And it's so different because you're not in a classroom. And teachers can easily snap on you. And you could leave, you know, if you want. And if a student snaps on, they can't send them to office. They just throw them out, you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, it's so frustrating now on both sides now that I think about it and I'm talking about it. Because... It's just messed up. I know it isn't just my school. It's so many other schools, and my school hasn't talked about picture day or anything like that because it's impossible to do, Yeah, you know, and it's just like they might not even do it because I don't even think they got the school yearbook from last year out yet. I, I know the seniors did. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, since my son graduated mm-hmm. last year, but, um, you know, I, I agree with you on so many things. Um, however... Um, this is a open discussion, so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm gonna say something for the teachers. Um, it must be really hard right now, yeah, to be a teacher and having kids' lives depend on you because you have to make sure that they pass their classes with yeah. just a, sim- a Zoom meeting or a assignment that you you're telling them to do, and what if yeah. they don't do right. it? And you know, it. I could see their frustration also. Mm-hmm. I see your side of the view, but I also see um, how it could be frustrating for them. Yeah. Because look what they have to go through. This mm-hmm. is a type of learning that they, for so many of them, it's mm-hmm. new to them too. So they've had to figure out, how do we get all these kids on Zoom? How do we get their assignment? Out? How do we yeah. um, make sure that they're doing the assignment? How do we track how many kids are logging on? You know, for so many people, because there's old school teachers, there's young teachers now that, well, they that this is the... New way the of learning. The new way, yeah, exactly. The yeah. new way of learning. And plus, throughout, you know, now in, like, our society, everybody has to use computers for everything. So there's so many teachers that do know how to do it already, but what about all the old school ones that don't? Yeah. And they don't know how to set up Zoom meetings, so they've had to work extra hard, and they probably get so frustrated. So yeah. I feel like we do need to be patient with them a bit, too. I also, on the other hand... Agree with you having frustrations because mm. you you're scared. It sounds to me like you're scared that you're not going to be able to graduate or get what you need to get done because mm. you're not getting that response from the teachers. Like, oh, she's on IEP. We need to figure out something else. Yeah, we can't give her regular work. Yeah, or you like know? being or, in an IB class, or we she needs. She's going to need a couple more days, or she's going to mm-hmm. need um, extra, extra extra help. help or yeah. let's set up a. Um, I think we can come to the conclusion that going into the school probably isn't going to happen. So you're going to have to, maybe they're going to have to say, um, you know, let's set up another time where you can... Do the class because with my school,
1: you're able to go in and make an appointment, but it's like separate times for everyone with the counselors, really. So, yeah, so that's how my school does it. Uh But it's just also like, even though I was going off on the teachers, I also wanted at one point because I kind of realized it that they're you know struggling too because including with what you said like adding on there are like because yeah, there's teachers who just do online learning they already know how it goes but not every like i know some kids have went on to just online schools because they actually have this system that's works for online learning you know but now new schools are slowly like e- even if covid ever gets high and secure or something yeah they have to then slowly And it's going to be hard to get back into the system that they had before, you know, and the routine that they had and how everything was because they just adapted to the online learning and now they got to adapt to in-person learning again. And so, but then they, even if there is a cure or something, not everyone is going to take it, you know, like if it's a vaccine or something, because there are parents who do not believe in that. There are people who don't trust that. And that's completely understandable. And sometimes it doesn't always work, you know, like for me personally when the flu became a thing and it was like kind of like this but not really because it it's not something that kills you it's just you're really sick with mm-hmm. but it's just like I only got it once like I got the shot once a vaccine when I was like in third grade I think is when it happened then fourth fifth grade those two years that passed by I didn't get it once a year like I was supposed to and I was perfectly fine and I don't think a lot of other kids got it like they should have once a year and then sixth grade I got it again I was still perfectly fine so some people and parents just kind of look at that and they're like no they might have the same experience or other people don't take it and then they're fine but because this is such a big virus and it's more deadly than the flu and it could it doesn't just like a lot the one thing I hate is when like how celebrities right now like tiktokers and stuff They're going out without masks. They're going out in big groups. They're having parties. And yes, I understand that we all have family friends that we want to see. But some people, a lot of people actually, can't see their loved ones. You Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. There's people who have had literally had to say goodbye to their grandparents or whatever on the phone. Because they're across the world. Or they can't go into the room where their dying loved one is. Not not even couples. Like, there's this one TikToker... Or one TikTok I saw, and this guy was crying. He said, I had me and my family had to say goodbye to my grandpa through the phone, even though we were outside of the room where he was dying in, because they were taking him off life support. And his own wife couldn't even go in there and say goodbye to him, even though he didn't have corona. He had an illness or something, you know? But his own wife that he was with for so long couldn't say goodbye to him. She had to, like, in person and hug him and kiss him. She had to say goodbye to him on the phone. And so that's how much that's it's... so sad. This is how much it's affected people. And it's so sad because then they have to grieve a lot harder. Because if I... Like, I didn't get to say goodbye to my grandmother who died a long time ago before all this happened. And she was in a coma. But I did get to see her in, like, in her room in person and get to hold her hand and all that. While, like, bef- bef- her last days when she was still alive. Mm-hmm. But then she died... 4 o'clock in the morning, and she and she was all the way in the hospital in Seattle, and I used to live in um, a different, like, kind of far away from there, in, C- in Washington, because I've always lived in Washington, but um, she died 4 o'clock in the morning. They didn't call my dad because it was his mom, and he was, like, the main contact that they would call, and if, you know, so were his dad and sisters. But then they didn't call him until, like, around lunchtime, 12, 1 o'clock when he was at work, and then they told him. And then he had to tell the rest of our family. And he came home early. His boss understood and let him come home early. And it was a normal day for me and my brothers. We got home from school. Because I think it was like a Friday and we got home early. And then he got home early. He kind of, I was like, why is he home early? And then he told us that our grandmother died. And even though that doesn't always happen, it kind of does now. But it's even harder because you, they actually tell you when it's going to happen all that, but you can't be in the room, or you can't really be there for their last days because of Corona. Even if they don't have it, you know, if they're a little child, you can't. If they're an old person, you can't. help, if it's like a middle aged person or like a teenager, like me, you can't. And it sucks because there's so it puts a toll on people. And I think right now a lot of people's mental health is either getting bad or it's like really bad because. You know it's harder to talk to counselors and stuff, and make appointments and go places in Queens. so we all have to take extra precautions, but it's like this kind of goes back to what I say with teachers and stuff because there's so much stuff that happens now and that's so different. And like this isn't just the case with like real like human beings. This is also the case with pets. Like if you go, if you have a pet and you go to the vet and they're like dying. Like let's say your dog. Has cancer or something? And they're dying. You didn't know because my dog, uh, last summer, she had cancer and we didn't know it, and we had her for almost 11 years. I got her when I was like six years old, and she was the only dog we really had for a long time. And I was uh, somewhere else, you know, doing my own thing. My phone was on silent, but my dad and brother kept calling me, and I was kind of confused. But I decided to call him when I got back home, which was a mistake because when a loved one calls you, not much. It's an emergency, but. I wasn't really thinking that moment. I was just tired, and I didn't want to talk to them. And that was on me because then my grandma picked me up. She seemed perfectly fine. And then when we got home, she grabbed my hands, looked at me, and said that my dog died. Uh, So it was really hard. I cried. But it was like we then found out she had cancer because she started coughing up blood. She fainted. She couldn't walk. And my dad and brother were the last two with her, thankfully. So she had loved ones with her. But it was either put her out of her misery and let her rest because she was also old, you know. We got her when she was like three months old, so she was old. But then it was either keep her alive and have her keep going through that pain and try to help her. Because yeah. if we knew she had cancer way before, then we would have done something about it at the same time. We, like, with vets and insurance for them and all that, it's so expensive. And a lot of people actually can't take their pets to vets because of how the, you know, health system for their pets are, you know. It's so expensive and so much that goes into it. And sometimes they can see perfectly fine, and they're not. Because the thing with pit bulls, which was the dog she was, they can be in so much pain, but they'll look perfectly fine most of the time, you know. Like, of course, if they're injured physically, like, they you know, get shot or something, because that does unfortunately happen to dogs, especially pit bulls, it's like, of course they're not okay, but they'll still get through like a champ, even if they're on the verge of death, they'll still get through like a champ, because they're just one of those dogs, Mm -hmm. which which is what I admire most about them, because even if they're going through a lot of pain, they'll, they don't like to suffer through it, they'll try to, like, fight through it the best they can, even if they are alone. But then it's also like, if... But if they're, like, have cancer or something like that, and it's, like, inside them, of course, they can seem pretty fine. And, of course, there might come a point where they do cough of blood, like my dog did. But that didn't really happen before all this. Like, it happened right there on the spot on the day it happened. And they took her to the vet, and then she had to be put down because it was, like, she had it for so long. But she seemed perfectly fine. She was running. She was barking. She was eating. She was doing good. But then that day just all happened and hit us like a ton of bricks. And then we didn't want her to go through more pain, so we had to put her down, you know. Mm -hmm. But, of course, she had her last moments with my dad and brother, and it was hard. But it was better for her to, you know, rest than not suffer because she already fought through it for so long that it was just kind of time. But, yeah, it's like those are just, like, two separate things that are different now, unfortunately, because of corona. And it takes a toll on people, and so that's just one thing that can happen in your personal life right now. And we're all human, students and teachers are, and we all get frustrated. We all have certain days where we might snap or we don't want to do anything, you know, and our mental health aren't the greatest because whether we want to admit it or not. We all are going through shit, and we don't know how to deal with it, basically. So it's just...
0: So what what do you I'm curious what do you suggest on like self-care or stress level um, help? you know, like what 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 do you do when you're stressed out about this um, coronavirus because it sounds like there's so many things going on that you're really, really frustrated about. I personally get anxiety thinking about it. There's so much changes that I've had to go through too.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but you know, i I try to just like, Listen to music, watch mm-hmm. a movie, talk to a friend, take a walk. I try to just do mm-hmm. things to get my mind off it. It's always going to be there. I I personally think it's going to be like a way of living right now. Mm-hmm. I don't see it changing anytime soon, so we're going to have to adjust to it. But what, what do you do? What's your um, stress level?
1: For me, the one thing that is really. always... The one thing that's always helped me is, like, writing in a journal. And I know a lot of people even now, because, every like, almost everyone's so busy with, like, school and work and just their personal lives. Yeah. I personally think that if you write in a journal once a month or really when, like, you're thinking a lot and feeling a lot and a lot of things are getting to you, just write all that down, even if it's, like, a 100 pages. Because I will literally write for, like, two hours straight. And wow. I'll write, like, 10 pages with almost everything to just kind of spill my thoughts and things out. And there isn't a certain way they have to do it. It's your journal, how you want to write it. Just go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I also know that a lot of people don't like doing that when they're – because for me, I don't – I try to do it when my sister isn't home because we share a room because we live in a small apartment and we live with our grandmother. But um, she has her own room, but we don't. And so whenever my cousin's outside or something – I mean, sister – sister is outside playing with her friends or something because she does that a lot and then
0: your cousins come over
1: yeah and then it's like kind of they'll be hanging out and stuff and then um what do you call it or she might go over to our dad's house because um, I like we have a good relationship but I don't always go over there in Queen, since I um am a senior now and she's only a freshman not saying that work isn't hard for anyone in any grade but uh she usually is on top of her work unlike me so i rather stay home most of the weekends at our grandma's and uh, she goes over to our dad's and then um on rare occasions we'll go over to our mom's but uh at those times when i get alone time i'll write in my journal if i really need to or want to but then if i can't really see a time or find a time where i'm alone in the room Because, you know, since we live in such a small apartment, I can't really, like, go on the balcony or, you know, go in the living room or something. Mm -hmm. I'll go to the park that's close by or something like that. You know, like, I'll go outside and I'll write. Um, And, you know, you don't have to, like, write it in a journal. You could, like, find an app or something or write it in your notes. Type it on there if you want and make it seem like you're not writing anything Mm -hmm. personal because... Even though my family and friends don't really get into my personal business like that, I know not everyone is respectful of that, including in their environment. Some parents and siblings and all that will just be disrespectful and try to invade your privacy or they're always on your ass about things. Mm -hmm. So if you just want to do it on your phone, go right ahead, however you want to do it. But if you don't really like writing or you don't want to write, then you could do a hobby. Like for me, I like to crochet.
0: Oh, Um, nice
1: but I'm now slowly getting into it again. Uh, It's kind of frustrating, but I am, and I know that at some point, I will understand it again, (laughs) and I'll, it'll, it'll help me, because it helped me before, but if you like to paint or draw, or even just, like, coloring books, like, that has helped me a lot in the past, like, you could buy a simple coloring book or something, and get color crowns or whatever, and you know, just kind of color away while listening to music or watching your favorite show or movie. That's helped me. And even like sometimes when you could take your own little bath or something, just take that bath. You know, take a put bubbles in it, put a bath bomb, light up some candles, do your thing. However you want to do Ooh, it, however you, you like are talking it.
0: my talk. Girl.
1: Just do it, man. Cause that like I rarely get to do that, but when I do it, like. I get a really relax, and then I might turn on a movie or even read a book, but I barely do that because I'm always afraid I'm going to drop the book in the water. But if, if you have done that and you can handle it and you know you're not going to drop the book or whatever, and do that. Either watch a movie, a TV show, or just read a book, whichever whichever one you prefer. But that's helped me a lot, clean if I'm, like, really going through it. Mm-hmm. And I just need alone time, and I'm able to take a bath. Take that bath. Don't hesitate. Even if, even if you're doing nothing that, that day, just do it it'll help a lot so
0: thank you so much for
1: being so honest and
0: you know open-minded about everything I know you're frustrated and like Mm -hmm. I said like I've said it like probably three times (laughs) because or more I don't know I wasn't counting but I feel like (laughs) you know it needs to be said that you are frustrated about so many things but you also have a a plan of how to relax and relieve Mm -hmm. your anxiety and which is a good thing, That's a good start, you know, um, and also I really appreciate your, you know, willingness to share with us your frustrations mm-hmm. because it takes a lot of, you know, uh, it takes a brave person to speak out and talk about something. That's uncomfortable because so many people are going to be saying, well, you know, the teachers are trying. And I I understand that, too, because I'm not, I'm middle because I know Mm -hmm. your frustrations, but I also know their frustrations as as being a parent. And, you know, um, you know, I'm thinking like how hard it is for kids, uh, parents to teach their kids also when they Mm -hmm. can't go to school and teachers to teach kids that aren't aren't like um, used to that type of learning anyways, yeah. you know. So anyway, what what do you hope that teachers and schools are gonna, are you know, gonna be able to do this year to help you
1: well, or help students like you? Mm-hmm. So I know that it's like with my school and actually a lot of schools, they're still adapting to the new online learning, but they are slowly making better changes. And I know that as time goes on, a lot of parents and students are gonna make more things obvious. Like I'm trying to make awareness on this because it is a big thing and a big deal. And I really do think that I'm not the only student that has been kind of, I don't wanna say effed over, but like kind of thrown to the side and been told, oh, it's the system's fault, like the whole, cause sometimes they'll say, oh, the computer did it or something like, no, you, it's your responsibility to make sure everything is right. And I know that their job can be hard, especially right now, but it's also hard on our part. And so instead of being angry at each other and arguing and just being frustrated, I think we should really just kind of come together and talk about it more and just, you know, somehow figure out a way to work these things out. Because this is only one of the things Mm -hmm. that are kind of going on right now. I know there's so many other students in the world that are going through something similar or something worse, You know, and it's and it's it's just to the point where we need to speak up more about it and be more open about it and just kind of be like, hey, this is what's going on. And we're all human. And I don't think they always realize that, including with like older people like in college like they're still human just because they're not younger like they used to be like in their teenage years doesn't mean they aren't human doesn't mean things can get to them doesn't mean that they don't have any mental health issues like even people who seem so perfect are going through their own stuff and they could be so enthusiastic because that's how they choose to deal with it which is a bad thing because I met someone once who I didn't get friends with that become friends with at first and she was just always sunshines and rainbows to me, and I didn't understand it at all but then at one point I went on a trip with her and a lot of our other classes classmates and i we got talking and i and i realized because she started talking about personal life her life is shitty and but it doesn't seem like that like it seems like she's perfect and she's always happy when she's not but she chooses to try and be positive about everything there are people like that right now as well yeah but it's so hard when you know all this is happening so i just hope that they come like fix things and really listen to the community, not just the parents and students, but really everyone, especially in the workforce of the education, because oh, the workers yeah. are stressed out. And it's kind of like with you at work, if you want more help, you know, you wouldn't be afraid to be like, hey, I need more help here. Like on these certain days, I want, you know, people to come in and help me with this or just to give, you know, something like that. You need to speak up. And it's so hard sometimes because they will. But then they're not listened to. But I think if the whole community comes together and then they kind of talk to it, to those people, like the students and parents, they will really understand or really agree with them on it. And then they all come together and be like, hey, this is what's up. So I think we need to change it or fix it because it's messed up right now.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining me and discussing. And I would love to have you discuss more stuff because. You're amazing. Well, thank you. Um, And I really hope that you figure out things with your teachers and keep me updated, okay? Okay. Okay. And that is the conclusion of our chatting it up with Jamila. And thank you so much to Melina for her stories and her wonderful um, thoughts. She's amazing. Till next time, bye.